Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, it is episode 349 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, I of course am Brian Breaker, and I'm being joined as always... While in quarantine, by the one and only Big underscore Bane. Big Bane, what's going on, man? You know, dude, literally not a whole lot. Very literally not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, probably the most exciting thing I've done today. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to make it exciting for you. I mean, I know you've been in quarantine, what, about a week now as of this recording? So Yeah. Yep, it's been uh, right at a week. So, fun stuff. That's the thing about doing something like quarantine. It's just such a. Uh, it's it doesn't sound bad. Hey, two weeks that's nothing. But when you literally have very little to do, like, I I get stir crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Even if it's just like, yeah, I love staying at home and watching TV, playing games. But at a certain point, I'm like, I gotta get up and do something. You know, like I'm bored. Yep, <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's it's fun fun shit. You know, but uh, with, with this whole thing, I mean, it's. Like not even not even a whole lot you can do. You know, I was down for about four days with it, and then I'm kind of kind of on the mend now. And but even even then, it's like can't can't really do much. I'm still like getting out of breath pretty damn quick. It's not like I can get my exercises in or anything like that. <laughs> well, and that's probably the big issue is because if this were a regular sickness, would you be like probably going back to work now? Yeah, oh yeah, I would have already been at work, but I would have been like huffing and puffing. Like I said, I just like the the like simplest things like cause my heart rate to get up there pretty, pretty quick. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, not that I feel bad physically anymore, but it's like, I, I just don't, don't have a whole lot of lung capacity at the moment. <laughs> that sucks. So maybe not do 30 burpees, probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea at the moment. So yeah. And which, yeah. which sucks. Cause I've been like wanting to do something so bad and oh, well, especially when you're when you're stuck in the house like that's the last thing you want to do is not do anything right and so because i am stuck in the house i'm like well at least i know for a fact i can get my workouts in nope can't do that <laughs> yeah 
yeah, that that definitely sucks. I'm glad to hear you're on the mend, you know, and yeah. I feel like you're kind of on the downhill side of things, which is good. Um, uh, speaking of that, though, one of the things that you have not been able to enjoy is the new key lime pie bang, which I, I found the other day. Yeah. Um, obviously not something – if your heart rate's like that, you probably shouldn't be drinking it anyway, but the fact that if you can't taste anything, it definitely – no point, right? Right, yeah. I, I wouldn't really be drinking one anyway. Like I am uh, – I'm drinking a – Ice cold H two O, courtesy of Bobby Boucher, but I um, haven't been able to have an energy drink. Probably don't know when the next time I'll even want one is <laughs> because sure it, uh, it 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 really does. I mean, like I said, like I uh, we have a little heart rate monitor. Uh, it's one of those that like measures your uh, beats per minute and your oxygen level. A little thing goes over your finger and. Um, I, I had it on measured from getting up to the couch to the kitchen table and my heart rate like jumped up to like 107 or something like that. And that's insane. Yeah. Just, just that little walk from the couch to the table. And I was like, okay, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely not a good thing. Um, I'm no. actually enjoying a nice uh, can of ice cold uh, fruity Windex. So right. Nice. Good stuff. I don't know. Did you see Ethan's video he made? He kind of, man, he kind of just rode the fence. He, uh, he yeah. was like, well, I don't, I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. But he's also not a bang guy, so I guess, yeah, I guess that's kind of par for the course there. But and I think if you are not a bang person and you say you don't hate it, I think that's a win for the good guys. Oh, for sure, we're taking it if it's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 heel, heel. Jeff over there can just stay over there on his fruity windex side <laughs> the fruity windex side. i did see um a instagram video where a bang spokesperson um which by that i mean an attractive blonde with big boobs um <laughs> and i did serious when i say that she made a video about how the you know the bang military flavors which we both had the uh, purple kittles mm-hmm. and the strawberry blast they're exclusive on military bases so you can't get them nationwide and we were kind of like, man, I wish they would, I wish they would release these nationwide. Well, I found out after Veterans Day, those are going to be released nationwide. Hell yeah! So the purple kittles, I don't remember being too great, but I really enjoyed the strawberry blast. So I'm excited to try that again. Yeah, well, I'm excited to try both of them again because I know it hasn't been that long, but I really can't remember what either of them taste like. Yeah, it's been a while. When you don't have it all the time, it kind of kind of slips your mind a little bit, you know? Yeah. So that's that's some pretty exciting news there as far as uh, the new Bang flavors. But Big Underscore Bang, we got quite a bit of wrestling talk, so uh, why don't you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Brinker and Bang take a little break, cracking them Bang energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, we got a lot of wrestling talk, but I forgot to mention our special guest for the week, Big Bane. Oh, boy. RJ from Ringside Rant. He's going to be our guest for the next two weeks. Well, hell yeah. So if you not if you have not checked out Ringside Rant, highly recommend checking out that show. It's a really fun show. I've been a guest on there in the past, and uh, he, just, he does a really fun weekly wrestling podcast. Tons of fun uh, different guests, so definitely check out Ringside Rant with RJ, and we'll be getting to him a little bit later on. But we got to stop start with the top here. This is a kind of an interesting news story um you know we talked before about wwe kind of not liking third party social networking sites cameo 
Twitch, things of that nature. I'm, what I'm hearing is WWE is going to start their own version of Cameo or partner with Cameo and then put the WWE superstars on there and then basically give them a cut. Which, to me, sounds like, hey, don't go make all that money on your own. Do it for us and we'll pay you a little bit less. Yeah. And, and now I'm hearing WWE is making anyone who has a Twitch turn over their Twitch account and WWE will also give them a cut if they decide to use Twitch. And um, that money will actually come off of their downside guarantee, which is very, very unlikely that anyone would want to use it at that point, I don't think. Yeah, it's um, that's a, that's a big FU to anybody who makes money outside of the WWE. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're in a contract and you're making money on Twitch, WWE just basically said, fuck your money. Um, yeah, and that's I, at this point. I'm at the point where I don't understand why anybody would want to be signed to WWE. Um, it's getting worse and worse every day, isn't it? It absolutely is. I mean, the thing is, is if you want them to be employees and do nothing but WWE stuff, you got to start treating them that way. And I mean, you can't say they're independent contractors. Well, independent con- contractors can do whatever the fuck they want to do, and right you're not treating them that way. And if you're not treating them that way, then you need to give them all the benefits of a full-time employee. And, but even, even with that full-time employees, look, look, like look at you and me, for an example, this podcast isn't overseen by our company, our companies that we work. Cause it has for. nothing to do with them. Exactly. And like, you can, now you can argue that cameo is be is because you're a WWE superstar, but Twitch, everybody's using the real names on Twitch. Yeah, you can say that they wouldn't be as popular without the WWE, but I completely disagree, especially with somebody like Paige, uh, because she's smoking hot and she's a gamer girl. And like, come on. I mean, that's every every gamer boy is going to want to subscribe to that chick. Uh, I mean, right. Uh, look at look at some of the ones who aren't WWE famous who are like gamer girls. I mean, those are the most popular ones on Twitch are the women, and it's that's well, it's no different than like uh, the hot girls on TikTok and Instagram, right? Right. You know, you can be amazing at social media, but if you look like me, you get a lot less followers than the smoking hot babe who just kind of looks at the camera and blinks a few times. Just right. It's it, that's just how it works, and so I. I think that WWE is really grasping for straws to make some extra money, probably because their financials have really sucked ass since COVID hit. Uh, and I, I just think that that's a really shitty way to go about it, and I would expect it to really hurt them in the long run. Well, and I think what had happened is, you know, when AEW started up, they signed a lot of these guys to much higher contracts. And I'm seeing a lot more people putting out there that their pro wrestling tea stores are shutting down. Yeah. Which... You know, again, I, I guess that kind of falls in that same category, but a lot of them are people who were independent and then got signed and they just kept their store up, yeah. which, why not, you know? And, uh, yeah, WWE's kind of taking notice of that and getting them all taken down and stuff. And it's that weird catch-22 where I think WWE's take is, well, they wouldn't be making money on Twitch if not for WWE. We give them that that marketability to make that extra money so we should get a cut and i kind of do see that side but like you said they're independent contractors if you want to make them full-time employees well what what 
full-time employee, would you make them travel every week, pay for their own rental car, pay for their own hotel, and pay for their own food? Right. Almost any company would cover rental car, would cover hotel, and give you a per diem for food. Yep. WWE doesn't do that because obviously that's a lot of money and that's a lot of paperwork and a lot of stuff like that. So it's probably easier to just, hey, this is what we're going to pay you, X amount of dollars. You do your own taxes and, and all that stuff. Because, I mean, I don't have to tell you like how much food is going to cost on the road plus rental cars plus hotel. I mean, you get to like New York, L.A., 150 bucks a hotel room is probably going to be pretty average. And that may be on the low end. Yeah. So there's a lot of money there. And so when there's something like Twitch, which which is funny because WWE would not probably have allowed Twitch if that was really a thing when a lot of these contracts are written up. Because Twitch is fairly new, if I understand it correctly. It's been around, but it hasn't. It, it made the boom because of COVID. Sure. It was pretty obscure before COVID just because you, you had to be a gamer to be a part of it. I mean, not you didn't have to be, but like that was what Twitch is for. Now it's like... You and I could do this podcast on Twitch if we wanted to. And, right. And so it's literally just for – it's like a streaming site now for really anything. And, and so it's – yeah, COVID, COVID caused the boom on Twitch for sure. Right. And, you know, I think with WWE, they're factoring in three to four live events a week, sending their people out to autograph signings and all this and that. And I think before how the autographs, autograph signings worked, if I understand it correctly, they basically book you, say, hey, you're going to go do a signing at Cricket Wireless – yeah. But then after it's done, they'll pay you X amount of dollars for that signing. Well, if you think about it as like an independent wrestler, and an independent wrestler, say, charging, I don't know, 20 bucks an autograph, which is pretty modest, I bet you WWE's not paying that talent the equivalent of what an independent guy would get that, you know, at that same thing. Yeah. But the difference is, would an independent guy draw the crowd that someone in WWE draws? So, you know, there's always that weird catch-22 on all that type of stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I just I, I I don't see the the good uh, that can come of them totally banning anybody. Re- realistically, they're banning to, they're still banning Twitch and all that stuff because who in their right mind is going to be like, oh okay, that makes sense when they've been making all this money themselves, right? You know what I mean? So it's just I feel like it's eventually it's. It's it's going to come to a head with WWE and its employees, and it's it's not looking good. I think what it comes down to is it would be easier to just not do it and not let Absolutely. WWE have the money from it, which is kind of what they want. Absolutely, so yeah. They're kind of just forcing you to make their decision, and yeah, it's not right, but it is what it is. Yep. NXT Takeover Thirty One was uh, was this past week, which also too we got to touch on this. The announcement of NXT take and not takeover. I'm sorry, NXT Halloween Havoc, dude. So many people were messaging me about that. I was pumped. I love it. Yeah, I'm. I am extremely excited about that. I think uh, we all know that I've been clamoring for that for a while now, and so it's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm pretty stoked to see. Even though it's just going to be a regular NXT show, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, as long as they do some fun stuff. And we got to have the giant pumpkin, right? If not the giant pumpkin, at least the graveyard. I think I think both. I mean, to me, Halloween Havoc, there's always... There's a few different logos, and they're all fairly iconic. But the the one of, like, the ghoul holding the Slim Jim sign... Yeah. 
that one's always super iconic to me. The one with the gargoyle. Um, um, I, I they you gotta have something. Like my my thing is just at least try try yeah. to do something. If you don't have the giant pumpkin, have, have something. You know, the graveyard. Uh, I've mentioned before that '91 Halloween Havoc kind of had the haunted house set where they came out of the front door. Yeah, super super campy looking, but amazing. So, I I would even settle if they. Because I, I know they can, I know they obviously have the pockets to to get this done. But I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of time. Like I'm hoping if they don't have the time to get a custom giant pumpkin with a gargoyle, hopefully they can they'll at least do the AR thing and have it in there. You know, um, every now well, and then. Yeah, at least that for sure. So, uh, but yeah, they got to do something creative and fun with the set. I mean, and and I like the fact that Shotzi Blackheart's. Uh, kind of taking charge over that i think that's fun so she's she's kind of perfect fitting for that definitely and i think it's cool that something like this retro is kind of coming back but nxt takeover a lot of people really dug this show from that new capital wrestling center as i guess they're calling it yeah um kind of a new name new look which is fun um and the return of ember moon um, a lot of people speculated that this big return was going to be bo dallas which is kind of funny because they talked about a former champion yeah. Everyone just assumed a male talent, me included. And I thought that that was a very good twist for it to be Ember Moon. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad it was Ember Moon, man. I mean, she's she's somebody that you know was so hyped up in NXT and then she goes to the main roster and literally nothing. I mean, the the same yeah. story we say about a lot of people that go up to the main roster, but um I mean, a really talented individual and I'm I'm honestly excited to see her back in NXT. I think it's definitely cool stuff. Uh, we also saw on Raw um, Mustafa Ali kind of kind of taking a character turn, where he, he looks to be he is the leader of Retribution. Yes. Um, you you tweeted out that you were excited about this. Um, I'm still a little on the iffy side because I'm something about Retribution is just it doesn't work for me totally. So. Um, I'm glad Mustafa Ali's getting a break because I think a lot of people remember he was kind of in line for a top spot and then got hurt in like the worst case ever and then never really recovered creatively. And so it's cool that he, they're doing something with him. But I don't know. I still don't feel like Retribution's like a home run at all. I think – I don't know if you follow all the Retribution guys on Twitter or not, but um, they are actually – they have made me like them because of their Twitter accounts. And, um, yeah. and, but I, I agree the masks are off putting, um, the, the whole concept was really cool. I thought until, you know, we, we saw the masks and everything and it's like, what I feel like the same concept could have been done had they, had it just been those guys without the mask, we know who they are. If it was just that group just there, I mean, you know, uh, cause who all's in it? It's it's freaking. It's, da- it's Dijakovic. Yes. It's that uh, Dio Madden. He was a raw commentator right. for a little bit, and then yeah. Shane Thorne. Yeah. So those three guys. Why not just? And it looks like the the women aren't a part of it anymore. I could be wrong on that, but yeah, I have. I don't know what happened there. If they just kind of decided to shift gears or what? Who knows? But I think I think take, taking the masks off and just letting them be them. I think that that story could have worked just the same. And so it's it's weird that they would have had to have done all these masks and stuff like that in the process. Well, and then just the weird names, T-Bar, right. Mace, and Slapjack. Very, I mean, uh, very early, late 80s, early 90s, huh? It's kind of like when you play WWF Attitude, that list of jobbers that were included as 
characters. Yeah. You know, you're like, eh, I don't need to play Slapjack, you know? Right. Just kind of, just kind of, I don't know. It kind of gives it a weird, like, feel to me where it's like, oh, you want me to take this seriously, but I'm not. Like, to me, it reminds me a lot of the Nexus. When the Nexus debuted that first night, that was awesome. Tore yeah. apart everything, tore apart the ring, beat up John Cena, all that good stuff. And then Daniel Bryan is choking the ring announcer with his own tie. He gets fired because you can't do that. To me, that takes away all their steam. And I understand WWE was trying to do a corporate thing. And I get that. But it's like that that sends the wrong message. And then their next promo the very next week was they went around and like, do you regret what you did? And they all were like, no, no, no. I'm just like, this is so lame. Like that was such a cool angle to start. You really took the uh, the edge off by by making it lame, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, WWE has a habit of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of movie talk here? Let's do it. This is Breakup and Bane at the movies. This is Breakup and Bane at the movies. This is Breakup and Bane at the movies. This is. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. This is going to be good news for, I think, a lot of people, because a lot of people are really digging the show. Cobra Kai, season three, officially debuting on Netflix January the 8th. So it's not too terribly far away. What, two months now? Yeah, yeah. Super, super pumped about that. I love this show. I'm so glad it's on Netflix and more and more people are getting to see it. So much fun. And Netflix already renewed it for a fourth season, which is awesome. Yeah, I think that is that's great. I mean, hopefully the story keeps up and keeps going. I mean, I I I have really enjoyed season one and season two, so I, I'm super stoked for season three. Can't wait. Yeah, but uh, Netflix uh, didn't stop there. They crushed us with this one. The Glow has officially been canceled after being renewed for a fourth and final season. To wrap up the story, they canceled it. What a terrible move, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really too bummed about that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I know, because you were like, it kind of got weird at the end. Yeah, it, it, it became kind of a, like, I don't know, the story was less interesting to, to me towards the end of season three. So, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I had to really struggle to even get through that, and those are 30-minute episodes. So, it, I don't know. It's, like, I, I, I know I'm in the minority there for people that have watched that show. I know most everybody seems to really love that show, but I, I, I think once season three happened, it, it uh, changed its, I don't know, it was kind of different. No, I, I agree with that, but I think it sucks the fact that it was the final season. At least let it, the show wrap up, you know? Sure, yeah, I, I can totally get that. Um, so, obviously, I talked about it before. We had, we even did a uh, energy shot, which aired this past week. Um, Supermarket Sweet. It's officially returning, man, for 2020. A new host, a new look. It's going to be on ABC, I believe. Um, this is a guilty pleasure game show of mine from the 90s. I love this show. And... Um, I'm excited about it, man. I think it's awesome that this show's finally coming back. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. It's it's always good to have a fresh take on those games. I'm hoping more game shows come back. I mean, I hope this kind of leads the charge, you know, and, and we get, get to see more of those 90s game shows coming back. I hope so. I would love to see a, a new Double Dare. 
Um, I, they rebooted that recently, but I'd love to see them reboot Guts, Legends of the Hidden Temple, mm-hmm. um, figure it out, all that good stuff, man. I think I think maybe just uh, The Rock ought to do like the Junior Titan games and have it be on Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> just a bunch of kids doing doing like Guts type stuff. Absolutely. Um, Xavier Woods has pitched for a number of years that he wants to be the new host of Nick Arcade when they decide to revive that. Oh, he'd be perfect on that. Oh, absolutely he would. I think that would be awesome. Um, uh, And more interesting news, Jamie Foxx has officially signed on to reprise Electro in the new upcoming uh, Marvel Studios Spider-Man 3 film, which is not yet titled. And rumor has it that they're trying to negotiate with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to make appearances in the movie. Um, possibly some type of Spider-Verse thing, you know, because Jamie Foxx is in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is the Andrew Garfield film. Mm-hmm. And he said he's not going to be blue in this one, so it may have a different look. Uh, this is kind of mixing a lot of the uh, the Sony and Marvel stuff together. And it looks as though Michael Keaton has a role in the new Morbius film, which is... You know, of course, a Spider-Man villain kind of getting his own film similar to Venom from a couple of years ago. So there could be some some mingling there, which I think that's that's interesting, man. That kind of keeps a lot of a lot of doors open there. Yeah, for sure. I, I think uh, I think the more we see of that, the better. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting that Spider-Man is the way that it is, where it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it's also kind of not. It's kind of its own thing. And, like, you know, they made the Venom movie a couple of years ago, and they couldn't have the spider logo on his chest. And there was all this red tape that kind of, I think, ultimately hurt some of the movies. And and so, uh, with all that said, I I think Sony and Marvel reached a, an agreement of sorts to where they could do, a, do the third and final Spider-Man movie as part of the MCU, but maybe use Tom Holland in future projects like he might cameo in venom he might cameo in morbius you know there might be some things happening there which i think will ultimately be better and that kind of creates that bigger universe which is awesome well i it's never made any sense to me why these movies wouldn't do any kind of partnerships like why wouldn't why wouldn't tom holland have shown up in the venom movie i mean like right i get i get the legality of it all but i mean if you're going to make these films you got to work together with the other production studios because yeah. otherwise you're just making shit films and it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, Venom wasn't terrible, but it, it was also like you knew it wasn't the same. I mean, we all wanted to see that logo on the chest. We all want, I mean, the, the main purpose of Venom is to be like, he's in the spider verse. He's not really in the, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, that's the whole purpose of him. So it just, I don't know. It's so bizarre. Well, and he gets the suit from the black costume Spider-Man, you know, like, right. So you have to kind of recreate the whole story. So it's kind of like, wait a minute, what are we doing here? So, yeah, I, I agree with that. So hopefully they're kind of getting things on track a little bit and kind of able to make some things happen here, which I think would be cool. And I'm not sure exactly what their thoughts are getting all these other Spider-Men to make appearances, but that's definitely interesting. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, why don't we take a break from this and uh, dive into a little bit of toy talk here? Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show We'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show We'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk Alright 
right. Big underscore Bane. Um, these, I, I, I think you'll dig these, but they're probably not going to be in your wheelhouse. I sent them over to you a little bit earlier. Uh, Super 7 has revealed the fourth wave of their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line. These are amazing figures. They're very reminiscent of the Playmates figures from back in the day, except they are way more expensive. These retail for $45 a piece, plus shipping. Uh, the fourth wave features Mondo Gecko with the skateboard, which is awesome. I actually had that figure as a kid. Uh, we got Muckman, which is pretty phenomenal looking. Uh, Casey Jones, who's a favorite of everybody, I think. And then finally, the last of the turtles themselves, Donatello. Um, I sent these over to you. Um, I, with, the, with the exception of the price point, what do you think of the overall look of the figures? No, they look great. I like the fact that uh, uh, they're, they're coming with different heads, or at least um, Donnie is. I, I think that looks great. I mean, it's... Pretty cool. I mean, yeah, obviously the price point sucks, but it also makes me raise the question again. Why the hell doesn't Playmates recreate these figures on a cheap scale? Well, you know, what's funny is Playmates kind of gears towards the kids, right? Because if you look at the Turtles figures they currently have out, they're very, for, they're very much for kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why don't they do like what Mattel or... Uh, Hasbro, where all these other companies does, and recreate some of their previous figures just like this, but sell them at a $20 price point. Right. Because I I think, and you're not as big of a figure guy as I am, but I think this would stop you in your tracks and at least make you look, right? Yeah, and honest honest to God, I'd probably spend, you know, 15 to 20 on a on a turtle figure if I saw it on the shelves. So if it was 15 to $20, yeah, I mean, if it was like the old school look and everything like that, for sure. And I think that's been kind of the uh, the issue with the Super 7 line. It's like, they don't look bad. They're really cool, but they are ridiculously expensive. And this is kind of a, a big-time case of point. That being said, like, with as expensive as they are, I could see someone saying, oh, I want all the Turtles, or yeah, I want Casey, but I don't know, Muck Man or Mondo Gecko might be one you pass on. Well, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, for me, it's, it's a no for all of them, <laughs> but like, I, I mean, I'm the same way with NECA too. I mean, there's, you'll like, it's too, too damn expensive for those figures. And I mean, they look great, well done, but like, it's, that's too high of a price point. I need, I need, you know, Playmates or Mattel to hop on board. One of these other companies, obviously Playmates has the, the license, but one of these other companies to jump on board and make some little bit, you know, something that's easier on the wallet. To be fair, NECA two packs are $52 at retail. By the time you add shipping, you're going to pay probably that much for one of these figures. Oh yeah, for sure. So to me, that's, that's kind of where I was like, yeah, and you're right. The NECA figures are definitely, uh, um, are not cheap and they do look great, but they, there is a high, in a high-end figure and a more on the expensive side but definitely definitely cool stuff I, i'm excited more turtle figures are happening but i'm kind of with you man i don't really get why playmates would let a license like that go to another retailer when they're like hey we could just make this money ourselves you know right it's very very bizarre anyway when you say we uh, we take a break here we get rj um on the show from ringside rant and then we will be back to close it up boom it's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and I am being joined today via Skype, the host of Ringside Rant. I am talking with RJ Krasinski. RJ, what's going on, man? Not much, Breaker. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, just uh, enjoying uh, enjoying a day off here, and I uh, thought I would uh, you know hit you up and chat a little bit. I did your podcast a few months back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun doing that. We actually watched a match and um, talked a little bit of wrestling. So I, I knew at that point I wanted to have you on uh, on our show as well. Um, so it was, it was a good time, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's uh, definitely digging what you and uh, Bane are doing. And uh, just, I just like talking wrestling, just like uh, a lot of the, a lot of your listeners and yourself and Bane included, obviously. Because uh, obviously we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we didn't like and love uh, wrestling, and you know that it's funny with everything that's been going on in uh, 2020 um, between the epidemic and the storms and all that extra stuff going on. Uh, at the end of the day, there's always wrestling. You know whether you go back and watch uh, old WWE, WCW, ECW. Cripe, I've even gone back and watched old NWA and uh, Smoky Mountain, uh, independent wrestling over on IWTV, um, you know, and it's, uh, it, like I said, at the end of the day, it's always, always going to be there for you. No, without a doubt. And I think, you know, at this point, like, you, you know, you kind of mentioned 2020 being uh, less than perfect in a lot of ways, obviously, which we, we don't have to go right. into huge detail on that, but everyone right. is aware, but you need those distractions in life, right? Like you need those things like that you can kind of pause real life with and, and give you that little healthy distraction. And to me, that's what's so good about something like wrestling. And, you know, for the longest time, wrestling was the only sport, you know, at least still new on television. I, mean, I know a lot of them have started back now, but there for a while, I mean, it was just wrestling. Yeah. And it's, you can't really, and it's some people do it. I, I know some people that do it is go back and old watch, um, old football games or baseball or whatever, but it doesn't really stand stand up to the way that you go back and watch old wrestling. Uh, you know, I go all the way back. Like I said, I've gone all the way back to uh, right around the year I was born and just watching that older stuff. And, uh, you know, because you can always you can always watch so much of the current stuff. Uh, by current stuff, I mean within the last two two decades or so but it's uh you know i i consider that current anyways i don't know about you but it's just because i because i live through it you know i watch sure. it so 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 much of it comes back to me so quickly uh especially a lot of the wwe stuff uh so i like to go back and watch the old stuff from uh you know like i said the smoky mountain uh you know deep south mid-south mid-atlantic that kind of stuff and stuff that hey i remember him in the wwf or whatever and Oh man, that's you know, you see Barry Windham when he was you know really, you know, running roughshod over you know a lot of the promotions and the territories. No, yeah, without a doubt, and you know, you, you talked about watching different type of stuff. What was your thoughts? I mean, I know, like, obviously, no one. I would, if you would have told me, I don't know, back in January, hey, for the most of this year, all the wrestling is going to be done inside empty arenas. I would have never believed it, but. It happened. And, you know, they pivoted a little bit since then with, you know, like the Thunderdome and things like that. And I think AEW had some fans in this this week. Um, Limited numbers, of course, and spread out and things like things of that that nature. But um, 
it's a very interesting presentation because I remember watching WrestleMania this year with my nephew, mm-hmm. and he turns to me and he goes, "I don't really like it with no one there," and you know, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, I don't either." But it's it was that weird pivot of what they had to do, and you know, it's it's one of those things we don't like it. It's not what we want, but that was kind of the uh, what had to be done at least uh, the first part of this year. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, a lot of these guys and gals, uh, whatever promotion, whether it's WWE, AEW, NWA, Impact, any of the, the, you know, the, I don't want to say glorified because glorified is not the right word, but the more high profile um, independent promotions. Sure. Um, they're, they've cut, they came up, they grew up wrestling before, as you can relate, obviously. Um, wrestling before 30 people or 40 people or whatever. So it's like they're, you know, some of them anyways. Um, they're used to, you know, smaller crowds or no crowds or whatever. But it's uh, it, it's weird because you get to I, – I was watching – I think it was SmackDown last week with my son. My son's eight. And he was seeing the TVs in the back. He's like, Daddy, what are those? I'm like, oh, well, bud, those are virtual fans. He's like, well, what's what do you mean virtual? Like – like they're like taking pictures of themselves. I'm like, no, but they got like like webcams on their computer. Oh, and they just walked away. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, at least he gets it. <laughs> you know, and it's a good try. Like I've been fairly critical of the Thunderdome and stuff. And I mean, I look at it like, well, it's a good try, but like no one's going to be in their house screaming and yelling, right? Like, which is what you want to see from a live crowd is being energetic. So it, it's a weird it's a weird thing to just sit there and watch on TV of all these people just watching in their houses, you know. So I mean, again, I, I applaud WWE for trying and thinking outside the box, but I just I hope that's not the new normal for wrestling. Yeah, I I I, I still think they're trying to figure out ways, and I, I'm sure all the you know independent not independent, but all the major promotions, Impact and. Uh, uh, AW, NWA, WWE. I'm sure they're trying to collectively in their own in their own way figuring out ways to get fans back there because, you know, that's what you know that's what drives these guys and gals and, you know, these people to, you know, do what they love. And I you know, I forgot who I was talking to it about um a while way when all this start, started happening. And I told them, I said, look, give it when we're out of the woods, um, I don't think we're going to be out of the woods anytime soon. But um, when we get out of this this issue, this epidemic, whatever you want to call it, um, it's going to make the business better, and as as a whole, not by promotion by promotion, but as a whole, because you know the the, the workers, whether they be guys or gals or whatever, are going to appreciate the fans that much more because right. they know how it feels to to perform before nobody. Um, and I found it, you know, uh, interesting when I was watching WrestleMania myself too. And you've seen a lot of these guys like a Brock Lesnar that uh, he's wrestling in front of nobody. A guy who was high stature is Brock Lesnar. The under, not so much the under hit cause his was pre-recorded, but you know, a guy like Brock Lesnar that, you know, has wrestled before, you know, 80 or not 80,000, I'm exaggerating, but thousands and thousands of people. And now he's got nobody wrestling wrestling for. I'm like, that it's just interesting to me to see how these guys are, and gals are gonna, you know, you know, you know, move on from this. Without a doubt, and you know, like you said, you know, you're talking about your son, like looking at it, kind of like, hmm, okay, it, that's that's kind of everybody right now. Like, 
yeah. we're all faced with something we don't really probably truly understand. Like we get it, but we don't get like the magnitude. Like if you had told me back in March, hey, by SummerSlam, they're going to have like this virtual wall of people. I'd have been like, there's no way. You know, but again, I was also a person when people said, you think Vince will cancel WrestleMania? I said, absolutely not. There's no way he will. And I don't think he definitely wanted to, but I think he got forced to. And, you know, several months later, nothing's really changed as far as having fans in the arenas again. But, you know, like I, I look at it like what these performers thrive on is the fact that these fans don't see them every day, not in person. Like how how could you not be excited if you're in, I don't care what level of fan you are, if you're in an arena and you hear that Undertaker gong, like who would not want to see that entrance live? You know, who would not want to see, you know, Brock Lesnar defend his title at a WrestleMania? Who would not want to see all these guys doing their thing at WrestleMania or those big ladder matches or the things that they have? Like that's what our business is built upon is that excitement that people get from being in the crowd. Like I remember a friend of mine was at WrestleMania 32, I believe it was. Whereas uh, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, and uh, and Mick Foley all came out, and he uh-huh. was just losing his mind because Shawn Michaels is his favorite guy, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Is he losing his mind like that watching at home? Maybe a little, but not as much, right? And so mm. when you lose that live aspect of of this industry, it, I think it definitely changes things. And you know, I think as a uh, as an industry whole, everyone's just trying to learn how to adapt to this the best they can. Yeah, and, and you've seen it across the board. It's just not. It's not just wrestling. It's you know, it's baseball, it's football, it's hockey, it's basketball, it's every sport imaginable that you know has any type of fans in there. And and then it's just it's it's interesting to see you know what you know avenues wrestling are, is are taking. And then you see you know Major League Baseball or is you know you know for better better use the term screwing the pooch a little bit i think right. um and then you got you know hockey and basketball are doing it right um it's gonna be interesting to see the magnitude of how the nfl is going to be affected by it if at all i'm sure it'll be affected a little bit but now that i think they've had enough time to really dive deep and see okay well baseball did this that didn't work but all the other sports and professional wrestling did this what if we do that or do it on this this stage or that stage but it's it's a slippery slope um, for for everybody, really, because we right. just had, uh, at least here in New York, we just had gyms reopen this week, um, and which my wife is absolutely thrilled about because she goes to um, uh, Orange Theory, and it's um, kind of, it's like okay, well, you got you're gonna be on a waiting list and this and that. She's like, why why am I gonna be have a gym membership for something that I'm going to have to be on a wait list for. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, you have to, you have, they have to be careful just like everybody else, because if they're not, they're going to get shut down and get fined. And that's something that's going to be magnitude for at least these, you know, these major change. But, um, it's affecting a lot of people. I'm surprised on, you know, how much as you can see with your, your, your shoot job and my shoot job, we're, you know, <laughs> knee deep into this stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's affected everybody, and you know I know a lot of stores and businesses and things like that are just trying to do whatever they can to, you know, get back to some level of normalcy. I think, and and you know the mask is is probably going to be a big part of that and and things of that nature. But I mean, I, I was talking to Bane about this. I was like, you know, like AEW had fans in the arena this week. It was about six hundred people. They were all required to wear a mask. It was strictly enforced. 
temperature checks were taken and you know social distancing all that all the precautions that we really know about as of now and i'm like but you have you figure 600 people in an arena that fits i don't know probably 15,000 i don't know the exact numbers but it it seems big that's not a huge number so is that going to be the new normal where we have like maybe a thousand fans in a 10,000 seat arena you know because the days of you know WrestleMania having 70,000 fans or whatever number it is they claim to have is that going to be a thing of the past because that's a lot of people you know and it just it kind of makes you wonder like like how that's going to affect like future stuff like like WrestleMania is supposed to be in LA next year. Mm-hmm. We all just assumed after WrestleMania this year, oh, it'll be it'll be back to normal. Mm-hmm. Well, we're now basically. I mean, as we record this, it's basically September, and not much has changed. Things mm-hmm. are starting to open up, and I think things are more manageable. But who knows for how long? Yeah, and it's a state by state basis too, because you know, not to get too too into the weeds on this, but. Uh, you know, New York was his, our governor, uh, Cuomo is whether you like him or you don't like him. I'm not gonna get into politics regardless, but, uh, the one thing I can, you know, say nice about him is he kind of weaned us back. You know I mean? He didn't, he didn't open up a full go like California or like Florida mm-hmm. and now they're closed back down again. So it's like, you know, it really depends on which you know, which state you're in and what regulations you have. And I think that's, you know, why I think New York is starting to really start to come back a lot, a lot quicker than people thought. Um, Granted, a majority of it's concentrated more on downstate for me anyways, being here in Western New York. um, It's more concentrated down for New York City area because there's obviously a lot more people in a condensed area there. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's funny because, you know, it's, you know, my son's about to go back to school in a few weeks and it's like, okay, he's got, you know, he's going full a week long, but he's only going half day. So it's like, okay, now you got to make adjustments to this mm-hmm. and to that to make sure that, you know, his daycare that he goes to after school can, you know, has enough people there that can help him with his schoolwork and this and that. And, um, I'll give him credit though. We, we had a conversation last night. We were watching, um, I forgot which wrestling we were watching, but um, he uh, he's like, Dad, I want, Daddy, I don't want to go to the Y. I want to go to to uh, to Peapod, just to his daycare. He's like, because I, I just I don't think I'm gonna get my work done whenever if I go to the Y. I said, okay, good. Thank God you got your mother's brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, mean it's it's wild. I know my niece and nephew are supposed to go back to school here in a few weeks, and um, I've heard from the people running the school, they're like, well, if there's one active case, we're gonna shut down. And I'm thinking like. Well, there's going to be one active case, obviously. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it's kind of that weird thing where I don't think anyone really knows what to do. And uh, they're just kind of hoping for the best through all of this. But um, I mean, I know we could talk about this all day, but I want to, I want to kind of, you know, get to know you a little bit more as well. Sure. Um, so obviously you have a wrestling podcast and you have, yeah. you have a guest on every week. So I imagine, um, you know, you talked about watching stuff when you were younger as, have you always been like a lifetime wrestling fan? Has it always been something you've been into? Uh, well, I, I think, you know, cause I'm 36 and, you know, I started off back in, oh Christ, I'm going to be dating myself probably about, mm, I say 90, 91, uh, when I was about six or seven years old, um, back when 
<laughs> when wrestling was wrestling, as you can as you can say, say but right, um, you know, growing up, I had a younger brother, and there was three years difference. But there is still three years difference between him and I, and uh, you know, we were both big wrestling fans. You know, we had those the old pillow uh, pillow buddies or pillow pets or whatever you want to call them. Everybody loves um, those, right? Oh God, yeah. We had um, Hulk Hogan, and I wanted was it Ultimate. We either had a Hulk, we definitely had Hogan, but we had either Ultimate Warrior or Savage, and it'd always be our tag team partners and all that stuff. We actually had the way our house was set up is a ranch, and you had a long hallway down going to the pretty much the length of half the length of the hall or the the house. So that would be our entrance ramp, and then our living room would bend to the ring. So we'd take the pillows off the off the couch and put them on the floor, so we wouldn't get hurt. Of course, <laughs> right. uh, keep it keep in mind this is happening when our parents are outside or at work or my our dad. Hey, just whatever you're going to hurt yourself, you're going to hurt yourself. So right. um, you got to do when mom's not there. And uh, you know we'd come out. This was back to uh, I forgot what it was. The cassette tape. I still remember it to this day. It was a white white cassette with blue uh, uh, lettering. And we played in our boom boombox that we had. He would always we'd play um, Ultimate Warrior, and we'd be um, Jake Roberts. And you know we had our tag team partners was Hogan or whatever, and we just beat the crap out of the pillow pets. And we said, hey, you know it's gonna be a lot easier if we beat each other up, um, which didn't really last too long until my brother decided to fall and hit his head on the wall and almost bust himself open the hard way. Um, but uh, but no, I grew up watching it. We uh, you know the first pay per view that I ever saw was uh, WrestleMania Seven, uh, that was headlined by uh, Hogan and Slaughter and and uh, L A. And um, the only way I saw it was my buddy, my friend at that time, his parents ordered it for him, and he actually. Um, recorded it on the vhs on the uh on the um uh crap the uh i can't think of it <laughs> the um the tape deck and he the vcr Sally, vcr there you go yeah i, I had i had, i knew what i was talking about but um so but, many kids today would hear that and don't even know what that thing is you know go google it google right it. um but he would actually he, he's a brilliant i don't know where he is now but he was brilliant then he'd actually like rent the tape out for like a quarter oh smart yeah and he's like oh you want the tape for a quarter okay fine okay whatever i don't care i'd watch it so we watched that and that was the first time that i saw you know the warrior and savage in that retirement match i saw mm -hmm. hogan uh you know andre and i just fell in love with it you know as a six or seven year old that well it was about i think that was i want to say it's 91 that i first saw that excuse me so i was about uh, about seven years old then and uh, you know, just fell in love with it because you know, just like any other seven or eight year old like my son, you see these great, great moves or great costumes or athletes or whatever, and you just fall in love with it. But it's like superheroes uh, on the screen, right? Exactly, exactly. And you know, it just kind of snowballed from that. And uh, you know, I got a little bit older, got a little bit wiser, found you know found, you know, got to school, found girls and found sports and it kind of wrestling kind of took a little bit of a backseat after that. But, um, then I got to middle school and high school and a uh, group of friends of uh, mine, it was probably about, about six of us. Um, 
really got into it deep about 99 attitude and, era, and, sure yeah right and i you know i i first saw you know i watched on and off between then and um and and, and when i first started about 96 97 i saw a little bit not a whole lot i saw you know i it grabbed my attention when i saw hogan on uh on tnt with a black beard and black and he's you know you know, MF and the fans, all that stuff. Yeah, bad guy Hogan. I mean, I remember. How was this? Yeah, I remember when, like, hearing that that happened. It's like, what? You know, like, it was hugely smart move because I was still, like, at that time, I was playing, I was playing sports a lot. So it wasn't that I wasn't wanting to watch wrestling. I just, I was never home to watch it. I felt like, you know, it was school, it was right. baseball, it was school, it was football, and so on. And, you know, so I would follow along here and there, but it was very, very limited. And, but then you hear something like Hogan's a bad guy, and that really intrigues you to want to want to watch it more. And hugely smart move by WCW to do that. Yeah, you know, I was fortunate growing up too because I had um, my grandmother lived next door to us, and she had one of those big old school satellite dishes. Oh yeah, you the, don't, the huge ones. Oh yeah, you don't see them a lot anymore. You see more of them at like TV stations or radio stations or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But um, she had it in her backyard, and uh, we're probably about 50 yards from each other from the houses. And she actually ran a wire to her house and not our house. So I was fortunate enough to grow up watching, you know, a majority of it was Nitro um, back in those edit in the Monday Night War times because my parents didn't want me to watch, you know, WWF at that time because it was all raunchy and all that crap. And mm-hmm. um, even, even now I go back and watch it, I'm like, man. Now I get it because now I'm a parent. It's like, okay, now I get it. Why did you want to watch me this stuff? Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that was one of those things where like, I was very I was very discreet if I was going to watch WWF. Because I wanted to watch it. Don't get me wrong. But I knew if you know mom or dad saw certain things, like there would be no more wrestling. So you had to kind of like flip it, flip it over to WCW if it got too raunchy just in, in case they were in the room, right? Oh yeah, or you, you switch it over to like Sports Center or something. You know what right. I mean? You gotta have it. You gotta have that right on that queue on that last button, and yeah. Uh, then they figured out they figured it out pretty quickly when they started scrolling through the channels. What are you watching this for? I, I, I didn't do it. He did it. <laughs> right. Um, but no, we got we got back into it then. Um, but like I said, ninety nine, two thousand, right around. Um, you know, unfortunately, to br- not to bring up a bad bad time, but when Owen passed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was so used to watching all his older stuff back in the day as a rocket and watching WrestleMania 10 with him and Brett and that feud that they had was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, but we got back into it and we'd actually go from how it was probably, we were, all of us usually, we lived in probably about a two to three mile radius from each other. So it was far close enough for us. We didn't really walk, but this is when we could actually drive. Yeah. Um, so we'd drive to each other's houses every every Sunday that there was a pay-per-view. And we'd pitch in for, you know, the pay-per-view and get food or whatever oh, at dude, each other's houses. Oh, dude, the pay-per-view parties. I miss those, man. Oh, it was so man. much fun. It's just, it was just so much fun. And, you know, uh, you know, we never, you know, we didn't ever drink anything or smoked anything or whatever the case may be. Because we were, you know, we were those wrestling nerds and, you right. know. Kind of never grew out of it, to be honest with you. But but it's fun uh, to just get a group of four or five guys together, get some pizzas, get some wings, yeah. get some sodas, whatever. I mean, that to me, like that's the the aspect of I think what made wrestling so hot back in the day is it's a party, right? And yeah. this is the entertainment. And 
I think what was so cool about WCW at that time is like, yeah, people may be there to watch, you know, Piper and Hogan in the cage. But then mm-hmm. you also get like this Rey Mysterio Jr. Eddie Guerrero match. It's off the charts. And you get all these people like, wow, that's really good, you know. So that to me is what was so much fun about wrestling in that day. And that was kind of my thought too when the network started. I was like, yeah, we could still do pay-per-view parties. But I feel like they won't be as special because... Now people can watch them whenever. They can watch it on demand. It's not that like, hey, we got to get together, you know, at 6 o'clock on Sunday because that's when the pay-per-view is. It's it's a little different now. Right. And I, I know um, Eric and Barry from over from doing the favorite friends of obviously both of ours um, are doing a uh, Zoom watch-along. Not a watch-along, but they're doing a Zoom call during the pay-per-view tomorrow uh, for WWE. Um and I'm like, why? Why didn't we think of that before? You know, the way that Very, the way that we yeah, it's super now, smart, you yeah. know, what I mean? and you know, kind of just to get that community together, and you know, kind of like shoot the ball and stuff before, uh, before and during the pay per view. But yeah, it was just we got to that, you know, to go back to the story. But um, we, you know, got really got into the weeds with it a lot. We got so far deep, and we started doing the whole the backyard wrestling stuff sure. on, on tramp on our, on my buddy's trampoline and all that stuff. And we came up with names for each other and entrances and, uh, it, it was absolutely stupid. Let me tell you, uh, because, you know, just think, just picture this in the middle of winter in Buffalo, New York, you have six stupid idiots in stocking feet in about six inches of snow wrestling on a trampoline in pant or like uh, camouflage pants and t-shirts and, and thermals. And it's just like, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with us? You know? And there was a few times we, we had, a, not me, but we had a couple guys like legitimately almost get hurt, like legitimately get hurt because, you know, we never, we never gimmick the whole cookie sheets and all that stuff. So you get a sharp edge. My buddy got his head busted open mm-hmm. the hard way from a cookie sheet. And, you know, Somebody thought it would be a good idea to take an uh, um, uh, impale. Is it an impaler? What Christian used to do? The, was it the impaler? Oh, the uh, like the unprettier, unprettier, like potato, potato. Right. He actually took that in head head first into the snow Ooh. and knocked himself, and he got knocked out. Sure. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? And like now looking back on it, it's like, what the hell were we doing? Because you know it wasn't the smartest thing in the world, but. Uh, the one, you know, silver lining in it all is one of our buddies actually ended up going to train professional, for professional wrestling, um, in, uh, in the Buffalo area and actually became a professional wrestler on the independent circuit when we were in, uh, in high school and college. So, um, believe it or not, he was one of the smallest guys of, out of us too. So figure that out. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just, it just snowballed from that and, you know, come all the way up to modern day and you know passing it passing the buck to uh to my son hopefully you know i told him we got uh you got an independent wrestling show tonight that i you know we watch on fight.tv and uh he's like i'm like bud we got wrestling at seven o'clock tonight okay sounds good <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah it's it, it, it's it's so fun now because you get to see you know as you know independent wrestling now is just so so big it's uh, you know you get every all these great promotions together sometimes I'll, I'll do a lot of the the higher higher ranked uh promotions mm-hmm. well i think a lot of it too is uh, back even maybe 10 years ago 
a lot of how you found these independent promotions might have been word of mouth, DVDs, things of that nature. And now a lot of them may have shows on, you mentioned Fight TV, like they carry a lot of wrestling shows, uh, you know, or streaming services and things of that nature. Like so many ways that you can find all these other promotions. So all you really need is the right buzz and it can happen, I think. And that, that's what's that's what's so crazy about it. But I mean, I, I, you're talking about your backyard wrestling and I just it's mirroring my entire childhood of me and my buddies wrestling on my trampoline, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I, I, we, we actually filmed ours a little bit with my dad's eight millimeter camera, which a lot of kids today <laughs> may not even know what that is. Again, Google it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so we're like filming our, our matches and stuff. I mean, they're absolutely abysmal. And, um, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, imagine if we were born, you know, 20 years later and we're filming all this with, uh, an iPhone. Yeah. Or uploading it right to YouTube or even doing an Instagram live because all that's possible now. It's uh, it's really crazy to think like how different it could have been if that technology were available to us at that time. But, you know, it's just it's it's definitely a a very interesting um, way that the world has went. And like you said, for independent wrestling shows, it's great because it's a very good way to get their product out there for people to see. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, and and it's it's fun to see a lot of how these a lot of these other you know big time wrestlers now guys like the Young Bucks or you know Kenny Omega or you know Hangman Page seeing them you know really th- start the way that you said being you know backyard wrestlers and taking videos of themselves or whatever the case may be um, on their cameras or on their phones or what have you and just uploading it right to YouTube. Uh, you know, I don't think AEW would have be would be as big as it is right now without the BTE series. Right. Yeah, probably not. And and that's what's that's what's so crazy about it is what's going to capture the uh, the attention of all the fans and such. But anyway, RJ, let's let's take a break here. We'll call this part one. And if you're cool, that I'll have you back on for part two. Sure. And we're back. We're back. A uh, big thank you to RJ from Ringside Ram for being on the show for part one. He will be back on again for part two. And as I already said. Check out his show, Ringside Rant. Drops a new episode every Wednesday. Well, Big Underscore Bay, we've got a couple more things I want to dive into. Uh, first, let's let's dive into some Chalkline talk. Chalkline, um, you never know what they're gonna what they're gonna show, man. They they sometimes will just pull out something wild, and you're like, oh my god, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Other times, not a whole lot of reveals. Well, this week they definitely shocked me with the reveal of the Bloodsport shorts, which features Jean-Claude Van Damme and Bolo Young, which is amazing. Um, I don't know if you're a huge Bloodsport fan necessarily, but these are fantastic. I mean, they are ugly as hell, but I love them. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember Bloodsport. It's not, obviously, it's not a movie that I, I sit down and watch on a regular basis, but it's, uh, you know, it, it was fun. But um, those shorts definitely are. Uh ugly as sin they look <laughs> they they look like they um look like they, it's literally just the screenshots of the movies and then with the words blood sport on it but you know yeah that's a yeah that's cool i'm sure there's some fans out there that'd probably buy that shit yeah it's it's fun stuff for sure uh, we also saw a, a new robocop uh jacket we've seen the robocop shorts already so now only makes sense that they'd make a jacket um of course, RoboCop, you know, a veteran of WCW as well as his own films. Yes. 
Uh, we also see a jacket for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I remember buying that movie and the $5 bin at Walmart when they used to be like really bad movies. <laughs> yeah. And it, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't even think I could watch the whole thing. It was pretty bad, but I don't know. I mean, that just, that looks like what I remember horror movies looking like as a kid, you know, just that logo and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ugly as hell, but it's just hilarious to me. Yeah. The, uh, it's funny cause I have not seen that movie and I keep trying to get the wife to watch it and she just won't do it because she watched it as a kid and it scared the hell out of her. Really? Yeah. See, I, they made a Funko pop line of that not long ago and I, I, I don't remember anything about it, but I can't imagine it's like very well done. I could be wrong though. No, I am. I imagine it is terrible. One of these days I'm going to sit down and just watch it myself. Right. Um, also, Chalkline announced, I guess, this month we're going to see a lot of new jackets released, including a four-horsewoman jacket, which is kind of fun. Uh, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Io Shirai, Ric Flair, some Sasha Banks shorts, some NXT shorts. It looks like an Imperium jacket and a Street Profits jacket. So lots of cool stuff coming in for Chalkline, man. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. So they've also done a couple of teases about Mortal Kombat recently, so makes me think that uh, we might... Uh, we might be seeing some Mortal Kombat before too long. Yeah, I hope so. That that'll which, be cool. Which that only you could only include Mortal Kombat with all the other licenses licenses they already have. It like makes perfect sense. Right. Well, big underscore Bane, I gotta get to something I've been dying to talk about since we started this episode because it's been everyone's been digging it. And I'm talking about power hour pro wrestling. Dude. First episode debuted this week, this Thursday. It was early access Tuesday on Patreon. Thursdays, it drops on YouTube. It was an awesome night of action. We saw Jordan Zeilinger defeat Poetic Prophet and move on to the semifinals of the Power Hour Pro Wrestling title tournament. And we also saw Soda Hunter uh, go on to the semifinals by defeating David Thomas. Yes. Um Lots of great stuff happening there. Obviously, the the first night of action, and it's and it's only going to get more insane and more intense. And uh, I I don't know if you saw Poetic Prophet. Uh, he had some he had some choice words to say about his loss. I mean, what? you know it. it I, I, well, no one wants to be staring at the lights, you know. You know, and I get it. I get it. But you know, we we all gotta. You know, be, better luck next time is all I got to say. But, you know, it was, a, it was a hell of a night of action. If you haven't checked it out, you know, check us out on YouTube. Just search PHPW and you will uh, find us. And it's hella good stuff out there. We're, we're, we're cooking now. Absolutely. And if you've been on the YouTube channel, you've seen that there's a premiere set for October the 31st, which, yes, that is Halloween at 7 p.m., the premiere of ghosts goblins and grapple holds our very first pay-per-view but you don't actually have to pay that's kind of just a terminology thing for for so everyone understands what it is well, it's like I mean, our first big event we'll take and, a payday uh, i mean <laughs> sure that was some bones we don't mind but uh nothing's really been announced yet but we do know that the finals of the title tournament will be taking place at uh, ghost goblins and grapple holds yeah yeah so be on the lookout. The main event is set. Not much else has been set for the pay-per-view, but the main event will be set. Whoever is in those finals, that will be decided at Ghost, Goblins, and Grapple Holds. I'm stoked, man. 
Only thing we know so far is Poetic Prophet and David Thomas will not be in that. But yes. I would say pretty safe bet they're going to be involved in that show in some capacity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our damnedest to make sure everybody gets a little little bit of shine. Yeah, but uh, I think everyone's gonna love uh, Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. They're gonna love PHPW. It's so much fun. I, I think a lot of people may have been a little confused as to what this is, but hopefully this answers those questions for you. And and I and one thing I want to throw out right now, we only have eight guys announced on our roster. Well, it's gonna be hard to fill a pay per view with only eight people, right? Right. We're aware of that. More people are coming, but I think anyone that's not a part of this yet, just think think about it this way. We can't debut everybody right away. Debuts will come and, and, and things like that. So you're going to see some surprise debuts. You'll see some planned debuts. You'll see all kinds of stuff. We're going we're gonna to make this a lot of fun. I think everyone will enjoy it. And don't take it too seriously because it's all about fun. Yep. And uh, we're going to have as many people involved as we can. So it's, it's going to be great stuff. I'm super excited for PHPW. And the new Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds logo is available on Redbubble if you want to pick up a T-shirt or coffee mug or something. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I think you got yours in the mail, don't you? It's, it's shipped, yes. The T-shirt has shipped. I haven't got it yet, but I am excited. I, uh, I was all about it. I love the logo. love the name. And, you know, we're not going to reveal anything just yet, but our pay-per-view names are, uh, they are something special. Let me just say that. Absolutely, they are. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited about the, the name choices that we've got. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, Big Bang? Man, you know what? I think, I think that's it. Just make sure, um, A, on PHPW, make sure you go subscribe so you don't miss a minute of the action. Uh, and B, Absolutely. On, on here, give us a rating and review because um, eventually I'll be out of quarantine and I'll, I'll drag Bill Benis' ass over to Breaker so he can chop him. So make sure we get those 55-star reviews. Yes, absolutely. 55-star uh, reviews. We're checking all the time. Keep adding them up. And if you enjoy this podcast, check out some of our podcasting uh, friends in the community like Fully Posable, the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Jeff and Scott drop a new episode every sunday just like this show great dudes super fun show jeff this fruity windex is for you pal cheers <laughs> <laughs> uh wreck my podcast uh, with jordan zeilinger and his crew jordan zeilinger man he's he's pumped he's moved on to the semifinals. yes he's uh he's moving along in the uh the phpw tournament and uh he seems uh very happy about that so so check out, I'm sure he'll be boasting on uh, Wreck My Podcast, so give them a listen, check out their show, super fun. And then, of course, we got the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, super good dudes, talking retro wrestling and all fun things like that, so give them a listen. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, hilarious dudes, hilarious show, one of my favorites, one of my go-tos, wrestling figures, all that good stuff. Check it out, do your legwork, and subscribe to their show. Absolutely. We also have Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds dropping a new trivia show every single day. Super funny guy, and I think right now in quarantine, it'd be a good time to listen to trivia, right, Bane? Oh, yeah, absolutely it would be. I actually just watched a uh, – or I tried to watch a live show of him just uh, yesterday, but it kept cutting out on me for some reason. My Wi-Fi was going out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing about probably using so much Wi-Fi is it's not going to be as strong with, with everyone around you using it too probably. No, yeah, definitely not. Uh, Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck. Uh, Big Chuck, he's in action next week on PHPW, man. 
Yeah, and I, you know, I hope he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> it's like, hey, Big Chuck, thanks for the show. We hope you lose. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, ringside rant with RJ. Obviously, he was the guest this week on the show. Uh, so check out his show as well, as I've already mentioned before. Uh, the Leisure and Larry's podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Yep. Super fun show. Drops every Friday. Check it out. Boots to the face. Awesome show, especially if you're a wrestling fan. Highly recommend it. Check that out. And then finally, our good pal, The Art of Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram. What would you think of that new uh, Tuckster figure he was making, man? Dude, it's it's amazing. I I it's 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 crazy to me how good he does at this stuff. I just it boggles my mind. I know. I'm, I'm like, you made an action figure. Like, holy hell! Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. He's done Zeus already. He's done the Tuxter now. Follow him on social media. These are all Hasbro figures, ladies and gentlemen. He makes them. Like, he he makes the parts. He magnetizes the limbs, so you can kind of remove the limbs and put them back on, but they stay in place. It's really incredible how he does it and he's going to do more. So if you want to add to that Hasbro collection with some one of the, one of a kind figures, Mm -hmm. this is the way to do it. So check him out at art of Jason Wolf on all the social media platforms. And then of course we got grapple hold and to be the man to be the man. You can find on Amazon or comiXology and grapple holds also available on Amazon. And it is, uh, authored and, uh, illustrated by David Thomas, who unfortunately, is now eliminated from the PHPW title tournament. Yes, but hell of an artist, uh, hell of a good brother, and I I can almost guarantee you know the, these guys who have been eliminated don't don't get upset yet. We aren't done revealing titles. So oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And and this isn't just a one off. There's going to be chances. There's going to be you know definitely definitely times. Uh, plenty of times and opportunities to get your hands on some gold so don't don't get upset just yet but uh yeah at the moment david thomas is out of the tournament but still a hell of an artist and a hell of a good brother so check him out absolutely and then of course bane's music you can find all of that on spotify apple music or really anywhere you stream your tunes absolutely no holds barred with bill venus i guess it was uh bill's birthday and uh, he uh, kind of spilled a cake there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't help you clean it up either. That's kind of crappy. You know, you know. I, I kind of let it let it slide. You know, it's his birthday and all, but I mean, it's yeah. You know, if he wouldn't have spilt it in the first place, if he wouldn't have just, you know, if he wasn't so damn clumsy, you know, it wouldn't have happened. But you know, it is what it is. And damn Bill Penis. And then uh, back to the Nintendo. We just dropped an episode this pack past week on. What did we drop it on? Let me look. I'm, I'm so far behind on remembering what my episodes are, man. I, I, I'm doing way too much. <laughs> I know the week before we did it on Bart versus the Space Mutants. Well, this week, Captain America and the Avengers. Okay. Yes. So uh, I remember playing the game on Sega. And it was really fun on Sega. Uh, let's see how it holds up on the NES. Could be a little bit different. Could be. Could be so check that out um our patreon patreon.com forward slash bbph check it out uh that's where you can get early access to phpw and also too if you're a patron you kind of get thrown in the mix a little quicker on phpw as far as uh you know being a player all of our patrons are in the title tournament that's they were the first people included in the roster for that reason 
So um, you get the energy shot every week. You get early access to PHPW, and you get added to the PHPW roster quite a bit faster. Absolutely you do. Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. Anything new happening in those two worlds, man? Uh, obviously, with me being in quarantine, I haven't, um, you know, really done a whole lot of promoting on the stuff. But it's, um, yeah, I, <laughs> before I actually got sick, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to use this time to really figure some stuff out for Outsiders Beard Co. And then uh, my, my scent went away. <laughs> And so I was like, well, I guess I guess I'm not. So uh, that's just been kind of sitting there. So, yeah, but as soon as I get back out of quarantine and everything's good to go, then, you know, things will start rolling back up. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll sanitize everything down real, real good, and then we'll be back to kicking. Uh, average Panda, I don't touch any of that shit. So feel free if you want to support the cause, you know, uh, feel free. AveragePandaGear.com, get yourself some uh, some gear over there. Absolutely. Um, oddly enough, um, around the same time that you got sick, I got sick too, but yeah. not with COVID. And so I, um, you know, a big thing that you hear is loss of taste and loss of loss of smell. Mm-hmm. And I actually used the Outsiders Beard Co. beard balms to kind of see if I could still smell. Yeah. And to make sure I'm like, okay. Can I, can I smell that? Oh yeah, that's creamsicle. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was kind of using that as my, uh, as my scent guide because sometimes too, even just like with the drainage and you know, stuff like that, things do, your tastes do change a bit. Right. So I kind of thought, am I losing my taste? But I, I didn't, I, I still have it and, and oh, I'm good. much better now, obviously, but that's good. Yeah, definitely a, a very strange time. And then, um, finally, uh, we have t-shirts available, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. You can pick up a bunch of shirts there. You can find a lot more shirts at bbph.redbubble.com. And as Dan Geyer always mentions, not just t-shirts, uh, coffee mugs, bags, I mean, art prints, so many things available at Redbubble, all great quality. And as we mentioned, the new logo for Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds yes. is available there. Absolutely. Very, very cool stuff. And then, of course, finally, whatamaneuver.net. We have our G.I. Joe logo uh, shirt up there, as well as Big Underscore Bane having a couple of logos on his own store. Absolutely. Yeah, check that out. And what's funny is uh, when we announced PHPW, uh, a lot of people, I think, thought it was a real wrestling company. Yeah, and, and I would like to know, what fantasy world everybody's living in where they think we have enough money to do that? Because and why would we start a wrestling company during a pandemic? <laughs> right? <laughs> because I, I would a, for one, like to have that amount of money to be able to start that. And, uh, you know, B yeah. in during a pandemic, my God, uh, that's probably not the best time to start a, a company where you have to have people non social distance. Right, and let me tell you, if I ever start a wrestling company, the last person I'm going to sign is friggin' Eric Barker. That's such a bitch. <laughs> no kidding, right? I mean, to be <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I don't think any of these people like really knew uh, who Eric Barker was, or, or probably even most of the people involved. And so they. Well, probably, let me just tell you, he's a son of a bitch. He, End he, of story. He is. So I would assume it's probably just they they saw like re- wrestling company starting up. 
didn't realize it was virtual and then just went on about it. But, um, yeah, you know, well, it, I've got a lot of people that I've kind of told what it is and they still didn't quite fully grasp what I was saying. Like, do I need to do anything? And I'm like, no, I'm just letting you know you're a part of it and that, that it's cool, but yeah, literally just enjoy it. I mean, it'll be on YouTube. Um, you yep. can watch it. Uh, the more you tweet about it, the better. If you know, if you're involved and you want to do a promo, I think that that's fun. You know, we can post that on the on the Twitter page and stuff. But yep. my biggest thing on this is just it's fun, guys. Have fun with it. Tweet it. Be mad that you lost. Be happy that you won. All that stuff. But just it's a fun thing for all of us to just sit back and enjoy the ridiculousness of it. Exactly. And and just uh, to reiterate, I mean, it is all simulation. No, no one's really behind the wheels controlling nothing. Because um, Eric Barker would never even never even win a match if i had control of that no he would be the ultimate jobber for phpw um but it, you know so it's it's all meant to be fun and not to be taken seriously at all so um but uh yeah it's it's good shit yeah for sure and i and i think our our first pay-per-views ghost goblins and grapple holds i mean come on like this is not <laughs> not the most serious sounding stuff in the world so hopefully everyone digs it and they can just sit back and enjoy and you know like our first episode is what 20 minutes it's not super long you know no and it'll be different it's, it's, every week you know as far as time wise but you know some weeks will be longer than others but right it's, and so i highly, highly recommend everyone checking it out we've never really dove too far into youtube so this is kind of a new one for both of us yeah and i hate youtube i mean and I, you know you I don't Easy, know if, pal. They're gonna kick us off. I don't know if you remember. I I used to use YouTube like daily mm. almost. When I used yeah, to do that, the uh, the Bane's the, world, well, that Bane's world, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then they they started messing with my money and then totally demonetized me for because of the fact that I didn't have enough followers and it's like, well, you know, I mean, I was still earning money and I never got paid for the money I earned, so I'm still a little bitter about that. But you know, it is what it is. But it, there's yeah. really just no other other place to do it than youtube i mean they kind of got a monopoly on the uh the video hosting world they really do and you know i'm i'm thankful that we have a platform like that to put it on you know i think that that's really cool yep i i like that i can stream it to my television that's super fun to me because i've never been a big fan of watching stuff just on my phone or right. on my computer i want to be able to sit on the couch and kind of enjoy it so right um, but yeah, every Thursday, guys, uh, on YouTube, and then the, the pay per view. I think I don't know if they'll always be on Saturdays necessarily, but uh, it happened to be Halloween was Saturday night, so that kind of worked out for us. So that will be uh, Ghost of Goblins and Grapple Holds, man. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane, and we will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back at my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch.
Dig it, dig it, dig it, Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.